Welcome to Gaultic Negators Blues and New Show. Junior Kimbra and the reason we started with him actually is because he actually created this whole new style um, of blues called um, Cotton Patch Soul Blues and it's still a very relevant thing for um, for all the people in that area and there's a few people still doing it very well and we're going to have them later on so the next guy who is amazing is uh, Ariel Burnside and, he, and uh, this whole show is about uh, the documentary Deep Blues so these guys are massive parts of it. Let's hear the next tune then. Let's go for it. Yeah. 
Here we go. <laughs> I thought I'd done something wrong. No, no, no. It's <laughs> uh, so that was R.L. Burnside, and I bet you everybody's wee feet were tapping. I know my head was bobbing about. It usually does. Aye. Right. I think that's other things that cause that. To be fair. So. Yeah. So you have been busy, busy, busy. I have, and I've been posting about stuff like kind of. Oh, mysterious, like mm. saying, um, oh, I've got this friend here and I've got that friend there and they're quite important. But basically, so Gary Burnside is, is a Grammy nominee. He's, he's recorded several albums that have been well well received. He is the son of R.L. Burnside. He's my friend, you know, which is also important. Mm-hmm. But also, he was the <laughs> he was Junior Kimber's bass player for a long, long time. From a young age as yeah, well? From, yeah, so he toured. I, and actually, I tell you, I'm not even lying about this, right? So it sounds to me that everybody sit listening to this podcast like, oh, "I sound mate, sound mate, sound mate." <laughs> Google it. Don't stop, stop. Don't Google because I also spoke to him four times last week, mm-hmm. and um, and he allowed me to record all of it. And I took out some of the bit. I, you know, I was talking to my pal, but I mean, I wanted you to know. That this is all legit information. Yeah, and so we've got the the so bits that pertain. Yeah, to so we're going to have the valid points, and this is all about this is all about this film, Deep Blues. And it's uh, the anniversary, isn't it? Yeah, it's the thirtieth anniversary, of Deep Blues, a Robert Muggy film. Um, a great director. He's done loads of great stuff. He's recorded by um, Morgan Freeman, and he's done Last of Mrs. Bajuks and Divas and everything, right? So this. Everybody on this playlist is very relevant to that film, but also very relevant to what Robert was trying to do at the start. He was trying mm-hmm. to preserve a culture. Mm-hmm. And we, show the world. Yeah, show something that wouldn't be noticed otherwise, and they would just get pushed out with pop music and rubbish. So Gary, like his dad, you know, is doing a very, very good job of, of doing just that, just as... Robert did, and I think mm-hmm. it kind of ties in together. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more of these guys that are involved. But right now, let's let's let them hear the interview actually, because yep, I think so they'll hang them a liar otherwise. Here is Gary Burnside and the Gator. Yeah. So, um, what I mean, what was it like for you to to uh, to grow up around that influence? Oh yeah, it was it was cool, man. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I was very lucky, you know what I'm saying? To Grew up around a lot of different musicians, you know, <clears throat> and jam with all the artists, you know what I'm saying, that was on Fat Possum, you know, and, and uh, to play with Junior Kimbrough at a young age, for him to just trust me that I wanted to play at 11, to teach me, and then I would roll with him at 13, that meant a lot, you know what I'm saying, so I wanted to do my best with him, and then as I have been my dad, you know, I see a lot of people come out of town and that's crazy about, you know, the meeting for me to grow with him and learn that, I mean, I have a lot of I had a lot of talent around me, you know, and I mean, I mean, it was there to learn. I just picked it up. What was it like playing with Junior Kimbra? Oh man, it, it was fun, man. You know, saying Junior was a great guy, man, cool guy, you know. And Aye. I mean, and, and I mean, you know, just, just hanging out, you know, with Junior. You know, I pretty much, you know, I pretty much could do what I want to do with Junior because you know, Junior was like a father to me. But I mean, he. he he was my father, but he was like a father to me. So I could do things with Junior that I couldn't do with my father. You know yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, I know. You, I know, know. He, you know, Junior, you know, my dad was a dad now. You know what I'm saying? He didn't play no shit when it comes to parenting. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But I mean, with Junior, Junior gave me a little lead where I can kind of, you know. Yeah, be a boy. Be a boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I can't. Yeah. You know. So there you go. Now, 
I need, I need to tell you that, that I was a creator. So when I first got in touch with him, like we were pals and chatting mm-hmm. back and forth for a long time, but when I asked him for a favour, he was actually very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not in, t- in terms of what time at. I mean, that was a nightmare. I yeah. went to work like a burst ball <laughs> <laughs> after it. But, um, but with everyone else. And there's a few other guys who matter a lot, like, who are also going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So stick around. Um, but it's, uh, the guys, honestly, the guys amazing, very, very talented. Ian Siegel actually, who's also a friend of ours, uh-huh. speaks very highly of him. Out of all, out of all, misses all of them. Well, you know, quite a way. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Ian, that's quite a, quite a way. Bertrand, mate. So out of all, I tell you what, Gary Burnside is very talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, and uh, um. Next up, the next song we've got for you is uh, Jessie Mae Hempel. I love this woman. And she's also, actually, you'll not believe this, so I was speaking to Robert about the about the involvement of Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about how, like, uh, they, they filmed it as a soundtrack and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much because I'm going to make all this information available to certain members. Mm-hmm. Like, full conversation, all my yeah. swearing, all my drunkness, all my rubbish. <laughs> I'm going to make it all available, all the glitches, all the, can you hear me? I'm going to make all that available, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm not going to spoil it all, but he, he, did say, he did say that, um, <laughs> he did say that um, she was brand new and she was cool to meet. And, she and lived in a, a trailer with no electricity or running water, um, and she she played, you know, she just picked up the drum and she was getting into that, and then she's away doing doing uh, the blues on the guitar with her tinsel and uh, so cool but there's a, a song that she, she was does she was quite hot when she was younger aye well. she was um, there's a song that she does on a CD and they start playing and you just hear her going sing some and so I know what it is <laughs> <laughs> she's got no idea what she's supposed to be singing um, so we've got her um, Jump Baby Jump and um, and then I think what we're going to have after that oh we've got um, we've got the main man's laddie Aye, <laughs> I have to say, I was only present for a couple of these, and I just sat there like a deer caught in the headlights. To be honest, mm-hmm. so Instead of a rabbit, which is pretty good <laughs> because I was present as well. <laughs> <laughs> so well done to you, because honestly, I was absolutely zero help whatsoever. Uh, but please do enjoy some Jessie Mae Hempel. <laughs> Thank you. 
Robert Kimbrough Sr., and you are listening to Gualty and the Gators Blues and New Show in Scotland. So that was 
Dorothy film? Or yes, should we keep on yes. guessing? <coughs> you see. Well, that was Robert Kimbra Sr., who is um, the son of Mr. Junior Kimbra, who honestly has left an impact on the whole world of blues. Mm-hmm. Actually, not just blues, I would say. I would say probably M- all music. Music, yeah. All music, because they toured Beggy Pop. And, and I'll tell you what, I've got some outtakes of... I've got some outtakes of some of the chats, you know, mm-hmm. with Gary and, and whoever else. I don't want to spoil it all, but um, aye. So it's um, he's cool, like okay? he's brilliant. He's really sound as well, isn't he? Aye, absolutely. Um, although I, as I said, I just kind of sat here going, "Woo!" Aye, fancies them all, right? Shut up. Like, like I've I've grown to to appreciate that. I might lose my wife to one of these men, but you know what? I love the music so much. I'd be alright with that. <laughs> just leave a ten on the doorstep. It'll be good to go. Maybe not a tenor, actually. Rum, rum in your coffee. Aye, maybe, maybe not a tenor. No. <laughs> maybe a bit of different amount, but... Right, let's move like on. Moving on. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so that was a blues show by Robert Kimbra Sr. And um, it's mad to think that, like, we're watching the, the, the documentary, the film, and oh, they, they were all there, but we, and... Uh, and just it was their life and we are like oh man imagine that I know I, I think it's brilliant I also think it's brilliant that um, because the whole the culture that so I mean let's not get away from like this is about the Deep Blues film mm-hmm. really or it's centred around that Deep Blues special you know yeah and this Deep Blues film was Robert Muggy Robert Palmer Dave Stewart the Arithmix going in and documenting the culture of music that was very much being ignored, shunned, or denied by all of Western society. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was all, almost an underground scene, mm-hmm. but but t- to the extent of a few community of people, right? So, um, so when I saw it was the 30th anniversary, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm going to say to Fiona, and I think she'll be into this. So you were, yeah. I know. How many times have we watched it? Um, I, I don't know. I was quite, I fall asleep quite a lot though. I mean, like, uh, it, mostly when you're talking to me, but but, <laughs> but, but basically, basically, um, so we got we come with this idea that we do a, a wee show, but we try and make it a bit different to our normal kind of setup. We try and speak to the people, and because this is the Blues New podcast, I thought, didn't you say it would be cool if we had? Um, the, the people that are keeping that alive now. Yes. You know. Uh-huh. Like, so know. that's, we've got the new, because the new, it's... The new version of the old idea. Yeah. And, uh, but the the documentary and, and everything else is, uh, and, and our show is all centred around the originals, which, um, I, I mean, I just get lost in it. I've, I just sit there it's, looking it's for one documentary after another. And, um, I just find it so, I'm quite in awe because I'm not, um, I don't play an instrument, and I love watching. I love watching you play. You're a good singer, though. Um, I love watching you play and how you, you know, how fast your fingers move, but you know where everything is, and I find that fascinating. So That's I enjoy. That's why we together. <laughs> I enjoy watching all the different techniques and just how simple it looks, but how simple it isn't. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because the reason I, gr- I have so much appreciation for. In particular, 
two people, two people actually in this show. I'm going to give one of them away by accident, but it's tough. It's not like a day. So Junior is one of them because mm-hmm. he already learned the guitar quite quickly when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He was quite small, you know. But the fact that um, I think he was about six. Yeah, the fact that he didn't, he, he, deli- he deliberately didn't learn any other way. That I mean, his manager says that if um, the best guitarist in the world came and offered him free lessons for a year, Junior would have said, "Nah." No, Aye, because he, like, he done him. Uh-huh. He done him and he done him well. And, and what was right for him was right for everybody else. So that worked. And I think that is what's lost in music. There's too many sellouts. There's too many, um, you know, who's, there's too many, you know, who's, yeah. right? But there might be country stars and songwriters or whoever else, or but they're selling it and to become something else. And he didn't do that. And still, as I say, he's more famous than these guys. Right? I know. So put that in your face. And, and he, had, he had one album come out like in his 60s. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly. his first album come out in his 60s. Yep. So he he isn't just responsible for this music. He is very much the torch uh, of our culture. And mm-hmm. I think this is what's important. And I think that it's our job as listeners, as blues fanatics, as as um, podcasters, as radio DJs, as players. As people that enjoy music um, in to, general. To, if you're going to say that you're a, a something you need to invest enough in it to, to know what that is because his family members are still very invested in it and, and mm-hmm. I think that's important and I don't want to be I don't want to be one of those people that pull against the grin mm-hmm. you know when it's for a good cause and the next song what is the next song did you pick it it's Skinny Woman is it <laughs> I love that song oh I played this other night actually yeah. so yeah so the next song is another for Ariel Burnside mm-hmm obviously um, as another guy who had a, a fruitful life and, and loads of kids and, and they all like music and they're mm. all very talented and they're all very family like and, uh, yeah, and they're all very lovely people that's mm-hmm. the mad thing so I mean Gary I mean does not need to take the time to talk to me he, he's like and he he's, a, he's a musician that's what he does he doesn't he doesn't play music but has a you know another job or um no no that's what he that's what mm-hmm. he does that is what he does um and there's nothing more now if you're listening today i, I mean I, I really hope you are obviously but i would like to point out that i have a massive plan to bring some of these guys to scotland and to put on a really good show but that that requires funding so if by any means you would like to to see something like this happen before your eyes in this country um, send us a message, and you know we'll set we'll set it up. We'll get tickets sorted, and we'll get we'll get a show put together. But we need to know that it's going to work first, because Gary's biggest concern is people in this country don't want to pay him, mm-hmm. and that's a problem for me as well because I believe that. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a shame. I mean, they don't even want to pay the guys that are doing it for a living here. No, you know, and that's a frightening thought. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, because it's it's your hobby, you should provide it for free. <laughs> ah, yeah, I know. That's what they think. I that mm-hmm. was sarcasm there. You didn't put it on me. Yes, it was because you don't have the joy of seeing my face. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know. I do, however. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to play Skinny Woman by um, Ariel Burnside, and you're going to hear the difference between Hill Country and Sad Blues. I think. Yes. And it's uh, Gary Burnside that's... In fact, I'll tell you what, before we put on, we need to also mention that one of the hottest um, bands in the blues scene now is Memphis Epi Sounds. 
and I'm actually better friends with them than anybody else. Like actual friends. In fact, <laughs> in fact, Cameron said this other night, sure. So uh, it's fine. Just phone me. I mean, let's be honest. You speak to me more than I speak to my own family. <laughs> I can, I can imagine that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a good relationship. He's brand new. Hey, what are you greeting about? We got the, we got the voice clubs. I'm not greeting about. I'd love it. Said a fan girl all over a black so screen. Cool. <laughs> said Cam. Right, anyway. But I could hear him. I could hear him. No, I, honestly, I, I love. I love the music that they're making. I love the other stuff that he's he's been sort of putting I out there as well. I think you should put on your show. Absolutely. Just tell him vet it for swearing. And then mm-hmm. put it on your show. Because right. so, it, the guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm multi talented. He's multi talented. Like, heavily. So, um, so anyway, yes. The very guy who's going to describe what, what it is about this kind of music that makes that makes it different to all other blues and also that kind of cancels the stigma related to the word blues, he's going to be on as well. So, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, and, um, and after this one, we'll have Cedric Burnside. Oh, he's cool as well. He's a drummer. Yeah. Um, well. Aye. I have wa- I've watched watched him. Just he's brilliant. He sings as well. Aye, I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think it's quite a thing to play an instrument and sing and still know where you are with the song and the, the, the lyrics. But drumming's quite, you know, exerted. <laughs> so, you know, to be able to, to sing and drum at the same time. So Cedric Burnside is Ariel's. Grandson, yeah, yeah, yep, and it's Gary. Aye, so, so it's Gary's, Gary's nephew. nephew, yeah, yeah, and he's he's also um, been a Grammy nominee, and he's been all over the world, and and these guys are really doing a massive, massive job for a culture. No, don't take this music for granted because this is music that we all love. It's it's the heart and soul of what um, the R and B stems from. Your Drakes, your mm-hmm. your all these other guys who mm-hmm. mean nothing to me, but. But these guys do matter to me because I know most of them, or or all of them actually in this case, and they're all very lovely people, and they still invest heart and soul into the music. But you know, it doesn't happen for nothing. I mean, it's their livelihood. Mm-hmm. This is all they've got. So for that reason alone, I believe that if you like it as much as we do, guessing that you're listening to this, loving it, well then you do. So. You know, invest in them. Buy the song, buy a t-shirt. You know, P- buy a ticket. Let's let, message your page. Let's put a show on. Let's get them over. Whatever, whatever you need to do, but do it because this is a culture that's been kind of struggling for a long time. You mm-hmm. know? And see if this song doesn't make you want to ditch your diet. Then I just think there's no hope for you. Don't shave me, don't shave me. 
trying to solve your problem without money to see. And then you think to yourself, what's gonna happen to me? Just keep on living, baby. You're gonna see them hard times again. You're gonna see them hard times again. Burnside. Tell you. Tell you. Get him tell. Um, and I was just giving you a wee heads up. We've got 15 seconds to go. So, uh, next on this wee journey that we're going on, um, we have got you. Me? I'm not that. <laughs> I'm not that, am I? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah, you're asking the questions. Oh, you mean that? Yeah. So, um, this is the man who made the film. Yes. Yes. And you spoke to him? Yes. For a while? Yes. For a long time. Actually, I spoke to him for a, oh, a good hour. Um, but I think I think the questions asked, look, I had a few cans, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I was just like talking to my pal, in my opinion. I was uh-huh. just like, you know, crack another can, ask another question, listen to the answer, make sure it's recording. Boom. Mm-hmm. You're a legend. Right? That's, in my head, that's how it works. I know that's not true. Because I had to edit it when I was sober. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. You weren't, you weren't drunk. I <laughs> it. No, 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 no. You weren't drunk. You all had one, eh? Yeah. Bottle. So, but you got to speak to him and put your questions to him. And I think your questions would be the questions that our listeners would ask and well want to I know did the want to know all these things because the guy the guy um, is a is an actual example of um, being you know neutral in terms of race belief system um, culture where you come from climate 
hair color, size, mm-hmm. boobs or no boobs. You know, he, the guy, the guy's, the guy's just a filmmaker, eh? And mm-hmm. and and he's a passionate filmmaker, and he's a passionate filmmaker to the point where he invests enough in what he's doing to make it work and look after the artists. Now, this is the re- main reason why he impressed me. Excuse me, because he actually does go out of his way to make sure that the artists are paid for his for his time for his time yeah. you know and he shows he shows them exactly as they are he doesn't you know try and um show something that's not real it is it's about proper exposure absolutely yeah i mean like i think it's quite funny because there is a quite a lot of pop acts in the scene now that are quite good Right, they're quite catchy, and I quite like them. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, I'm not, I'm not above liking music that's popular. That's mm-hmm. silly. Anybody who doesn't like something just because it's popular is silly. Because see if it sounds good, then believe it or not, folks, it is good. Right, mm-hmm. and if it goes overplayed, guess what? It's because it was good. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, I think this culture in particular is is one that uh, it's a bit harder to make pop do you know what I mean I mm-hmm. don't know Hen do, would you? And, uh, yeah, no, do you know I think, what I mean yes, I know you know what I'm trying to say because yeah. we talk about this a lot uh-huh. so it, it's, it's, it's about um, feeling it's about the um, you just can't I don't know how to put it in any better words than you did um, this is the kind of music that can make you move as much as pop music but takes a bit more collateral well look at I mean the one Jesse May Hempel I'm sitting here dancing away in the chair. <laughs> I know. And that's a blues song. And, you know, but people would be like, no, it's not. I, 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 that's right. I don't want to take anything off of Cameron's chat, but that is true. I mean, like, there is a stigma. See that the word blues means, oh, I've had a crap day. But it's not really. What it is, is it's, it's almost like um, the product of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. You know. That's somebody getting over it. Aye. That's the product of getting over it. The the blues isn't specifically what you've had, it's the process of what you gain from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and telling people in the process, I suppose. Well, if you think about it, if you think about the majority of songs, no matter whether it's heavy metal, rock, um, pop, whatever, um the majority of the songs that you listen to are about Falling in love or breaking up, so <laughs> so th- there's no difference apart from the the music that accompanies the lyrics. Yeah, so uh, and see that notification it just happened there. Uh huh. Does that come through you? Uh, me. Yeah. I don't know. Like did you just go? Aye. Aye. Me too. I'm just wondering if uh, the listeners were going to know it's that we need to update not ninety values. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what we've got so Texas we forget (laughs) (laughs) what we've got for you is um, is Robert telling you and the listeners what made him want to do this film and um, so it's it's a good wee chat and it's I love this show because it's totally different that we don't have to actually well you've already done a lot of legwork but in all honesty I have to say and use this moment um, for myself to say that the reason that I was quiet on the Zoom calls is because I hate video calling 
But uh, he did it, and that's uh, important. So that's why I kind of just sat there like, I don't want to be here, but, but I, I do, uh, but I do, yeah, but I do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you all uh, an opportunity to, to know this, like, firsthand, that we have a wee plan in place that we're going to offer to the, to the hardcore um, fans and listeners, knowing that they're going to get some good content. So you're going to get some news about bands that are only talking about doing albums that they're not finished yet. So I'm not talking about like the DJs that get sent the music all the time. I'm talking about my friends telling me that actually, Ian, you know, we've got this happening and it's going to be happening this time, and you're gonna you're gonna be privy to that. But I'll give you the whole conversation, all the all the F's and S's and sh's and C's and K's that I kind of see on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to make the whole conversation. F- for all these folk available there's quite a few of them there's more than this um, but also you know that like purely because I think that not everybody is as the same invested in li- listening to something as the next person everybody's different but the ones that really really love us for what we do and I know there's a lot of you so I'm not going to I'm not going to rate you off at all I mean I'm grateful for every single person so is Fiona but um, we're going to make a wee special bracket of Opportunity available, you know, if you if you want to continue supporting, maybe you know two pound a month or three pound a month or something like that, and then you'll get loads of stuff worth a lot more than that that you can keep. That's for you, you know. And we're going to do that soon as well. So it's pretty cool. Aye, aye, I know it is. We've got loads of wee things on the go in the background, in the back. But then you'll get to hear some of them as well before other people do. Um, so I think we should just fire straight in with this. I'll go for it. I get rattled. In. I've only heard some of it, so I'm eager to hear. <laughs> Fiona, Fiona is so dedicated to being my partner that she she only listens to the start and end of my conversations. It wasn't that. It was because sure it was late when you sent it through. It was late for you, so I imagine it was late for me too. And and then I thought, oh, what I'll do is I'll listen to it while you're, you know, putting it together. And, and then would you, it was like a, a mad rap song instead. Yeah. <laughs> so. um Plus, it's exciting for me to hear it when everybody else is hearing it, so that I so I have questions too, which makes the show go better, I think. So we've got um, Robert and you, and then we have Big Jack Johnson. With yeah, I want to know. Well, aye, because I think that after you 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 listen to Robert's investment in what he does, because this is like the cream part of the show. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy who has invested his whole life. Um, into into making film and especially music documentaries, right? So mm-hmm. it was a deco. He done New Orleans. Mind you, watched the yes, music watched in exile. Uh-huh. We have watched a lot of his stuff. Um, and actually, I would also push that. So he's having a problem getting the the Divas film released from the Mississippi Film Company, mm-hmm. right? For for various reasons, but um, they're being a bit anal about it. So. I would also push for everybody to, to get in touch with them and say, look, we want this documentary. I, cause right. I highly recommend anybody who hasn't already purchased it off the back of us posting our big cheesy faces going, look what we got, um, to purchase this DVD. That's amazing. That and the wee, amazing. Outtake, the wee extras that you get on that are, are I know, I know, well. like three or four songs that you've never heard any of these guys playing. And, we, and we, you get to see Dave Stewart dancing like he's at a disco 
in mm-hmm. the sixties. Aye, it's so you know, cool. It's, it's good, like, and, and to be fair, I had loads of like reservations about him, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this outright because I think that the Rhythmics are a great band. They they had a great product, but I also think that they both like. I mean both, i.e. Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox had their own agendas mm-hmm. and I think that that was a massive factor in what happened, you know, over the course of their career, right? Mm-hmm. However, under no certain circumstances did uh, Robert ever give the impression that he wasn't a nice guy. He mm-hmm. actually funded this whole thing. If it wasn't for Dave Stewart, we wouldn't be doing this show. No. And I so, and, and you know what, I phoned <laughs> No, you won't believe this, <laughs> and you won't believe this, right? But yeah. this is the kind of person mm-hmm. I am, right? So I phoned Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics, not the guy from Stirling, right? Or Stenhouse, yeah. Oh no, right. it wasn't just like a, it was just like, he just sitting I told you pick, to shut up, eh? Picks his phone up and he goes, shh, and then he goes, hi, I wonder if it'd be possible to speak to <laughs> And I was sat there going, are you phoning him? Are you phoning him now? Well, you need to get, it, 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 look, I'm not being funny, right? Mm-hmm. I might not be a multi-millionaire, right, but I've mm-hmm. got stuff to do today, and his time isn't any more valuable than mine, so I'm sorry if it bothered you watching these send or send, right, I'm I sorry if it, or sorry, Coronation, no, you're I a soap creator, hen. they they make programmes based on our life because of you, so well done, right, but, I think they'd at least pay a bit, what, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so, I so I spoke to I spoke to him and he says he's no good time. But I did speak to Robert on the very same subject and he said, Well to be fair, he did invest everything and he's still investing yet and he's not made his money back. He just believed in what what he, he, got, he got to learn some new music too. No, he didn't it wasn't new to him I know, I know, no, I know what you mean, but like for him it was just a a thing that um you know, he loved and, and he wanted to, to make sure that everybody else in the world who who hadn't had a chance to hear it or see it for what it is and maybe love it as well mm-hmm. he wanted to, to make that available because yeah, well, it was an inspiration to yeah, his music yeah 14 year old you know I mean, it's the first time you heard that so I, I, I love the guy for that you mm-hmm. know and uh, so after Big Jack Johnson we go back to Robert what did you ask him what's the second bit I can't remember. The same, oh, I, I tell you what, because he's such a good film creator and I wanted him to be thrown as much, I actually wanted him um, to, to be able to tell people and I asked him what his highlight of his career was. And the highlight of his career is absolutely amazing. Right? It is amazing. So. so I hope you've got a wee cup of tea and a sandwich or whatever you're having for your lunch. Sit back and enjoy this. Um, what was it like for you to, to go and actually do that film? You know, why did you pick that? One thing, you know. In this particular case, of course, everything came out of Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart's love of the music, Dave Stewart growing up in the north of England, hearing this music, receiving records and blue jeans and all kinds of other things from his uh, his cousin who was a teacher in Memphis. Um, and uh, wanting doing the rare thing for a rock star, wanting to give something back. So he decided that he wanted to make a film, and uh, he, his uh, COO, Eileen Gregory, he sent her for about a year to research the subject, touch base with people in Mississippi, um, and then eventually to approach Bob Palmer, who'd written the book Deep Blues that he admired, um, approach him about about helping out on a film and Bob had just uh, 
Bob Palmer had just left the New York Times after being there for a number of years as their their first so-called pop critic. He really yeah. covered all kinds of music from avant-garde classical and avant-garde jazz to to soul and rhythm and blues and rock and roll and everything else. But he had left there and had, had moved back to, um, he, had, he had grown up in Arkansas and uh, lived for a time in Memphis also working with a, helping found a, a blues festival there and so forth. So he moved back to the Memphis area, a, a, a suburb of Memphis uh, in north, the northern part of Mississippi. And um, he just wanted to hang out, freelance writing for Rolling Stone magazine and others, and play his music and read and listen to records and all that. So he told Eileen, I'm really not interested. But she kept pressing him, and he said, well... If you could get Bob Muggy to direct it, I'd consider it. So I will forever be grateful for that. And so uh, she came to me. Um, uh, we met up in New York City. I was living in Philadelphia at the time. We met in New York City. And uh, I said, sure, I'd love to do it. In fact, I had, I had, you know, previously worked down in that region making my film on, on gospel and soul singer Al Green. And also I had most recently done a kind of a musical dance road movie, a film called Kumahula Keepers of a Culture, which was a film about Hawaiian dance, which followed my film on Hawaiian music, and for which we filmed on all six of the major Hawaiian islands. So it involved getting a large crew, you know, um, at times multi-track reporting equipment, uh, multiple cameras, all that, and going from island to island. So I'd already sort of figured out, like, what it takes to go on the road. Yeah, 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 you had a rough idea, yeah. 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 So it was perfect. So I I called up Bob and said, come on, we got to do this. It'll be great. And uh, so what happened next was... uh, Eileen and I and Bob Palmer and Bob Palmer insisted on his new girlfriend, uh, Joe Beth Britton, joining us. But we went, we spent a week in um, Memphis, North Mississippi, the Mississippi Delta, doing pre-production, meeting with all the artists, letting them know what we were doing, uh, negotiating what they'd be paid. Eileen was dealing with all that and uh, just sort of working out a schedule. And then... The last week of, uh, of October, we came back, we shot that last week and into the beginning of November, uh, which the main shoots uh, going just quickly from place to place, uh, filming all these artists that we'd already met. And basically, because we were shooting so many disparate musicians and assorted places, I needed a way to tie everything together. So not wanting to make what's called a reflexive film, a film about filmmaking, um, I decided to just sort of make up the notion that Bob was actually commissioned by Dave to record an album and that that, um, that we were at, um, actually going along filming him recording this album. In fact, we were making a film yeah. and only later was it decided there would also be a soundtrack album and a wonderful one. But, um, but so that's what we did, how we 
work that out. And then I asked Eileen to beg Dave to come down and be part of it, even if briefly. And he, he really didn't want to. He didn't see the need to. But I said, look, the way we're going to get beyond the hardcore blues fans. Into As if some he's of those involved, kids, yeah. Yeah, the kids in the suburbs playing guitar. They'll think, here's a rock star. What's he doing? Let's go follow him into these places. Yeah. And uh, so he agreed, but he, he had a band called the Spiritual Cowboys at the time. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they were touring the U.S. So he flew in for basically a day and two nights to um, to Philadelphia, I mean, sorry, to uh, Memphis, flew into Memphis. And um, so then we, we were able, while he was there, to knock out... Um, uh, Booker T. Lowry in West Memphis, Arkansas, to shoot shoot with Dave on uh, on uh, Eel Street in Memphis, sort of pretending that he and Bob were just meeting, which they more or less were. Um, and um, and then on Sunday went to North Mississippi, filmed obviously um, uh, Arl Burnside at his home. Um, uh, Junior Kimbrough and Jesse Mill him just Jesse May Himpro. Just Jesse I can't think of her name right. Jesse May Hempel. Hempel. Yeah. Jesse May Hempel uh, at uh, Junior's Juke. And we also actually filmed another guy named Cotton Howell, but he was very old and I decided it just wasn't dynamic enough for the quality we were getting out Yeah, yeah, you don't want to show something badly when you're trying to do a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So then that Monday morning, Dave flew out again, and the rest of us uh, drove down into the depth, so uh, went from place to place. And I so, can give you as much detail about that as you want. So, well, I tell you, I actually um, called for Dave Stewart yesterday. Um, I phoned his, I phoned his office number, and then I spoke to his publicist. But as expected, he never had time. You know. Oh really? So, yeah, and that for me. You know, speaks a bit of volume, but I don't think. But to be honest, um, based on what I know about the making of the film now, yeah, well, yeah, but but what he did was important. He made this happen. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and, and, and absolutely, and we're, we're all in his debt for that. Yeah, absolutely, and and so are we. I mean, we we love the work. You know, that's the other thing. If he hadn't invested in that music when he was younger, this would have never happened. So right, right. So I mean. But that also, in the, in the same, you know, in the same note, it actually shows you the importance of that music itself. You know, if somebody in a band as big as Eurythmics, you know, is touched by that music, yeah. and it's the polar I, opposite I of what. Can't think of, I mean, there are people like Bonnie Raitt who've done things like with the Rhythm and Blues Foundation to help support yeah, artists, yeah. And, and the 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 Blues Foundation in uh, Memphis also has different funds of money to help help artists and there are other groups in new orleans uh, like the tipitinas foundation and there's music cares and all that but for a single artist to put out this kind of money for this kind of project and really to, he's never really made any of it back to this day so it's just to me it's a totally unique it was a gesture yeah yeah it wasn't an investment it was a gesture which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. Exactly. And the only reason exactly. we wanted to speak to him was was basically because it would be nice to to hear what he thought about it. 
you know that you know that he made it happen. Um, but like I said, no great loss to ever show. I mean, well, the, the biggest. I, thing, I do know he's still very proud of it and everything. And and oh, good. And he, and he came out again. You know, when he and I three years ago started talking about having it remastered in four K, yeah. so that it would be up to current standards and everything. You know, he he paid for it to be done. I I, I went up to Montreal to do it where we could get a little bit better rates and stuff. But he, he paid for the whole thing and paid for my expenses and everything. Fantastic. So he's, still in, he's still investing money in it to this yeah. day. Well, I, 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 there you go. I mean, he's obviously, his heart's obviously in that, you know. And that's important. That's important. Um, I, I've got a lot of questions for you, right? But basically because I love all the all the work you do. I mean, me and my wife have watched quite a lot of it, you know. And um, Are you and Fiona married? Yeah, well, we will be, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, so you're, you're already, yeah, you're yeah. already calling her your wife. That's, yeah. That's good omen. Yeah, 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 because I need to get used to it. That's <laughs> like, I, I have a buddy who, every year on his birthday, he starts saying he's a year older than he is so he can get used yeah, to it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That's what it's all about, man. See, it's good, yeah. hey, it, it's, it's good practice. Um, so... Like, I've been speaking to Gary Burnside and uh, to Robert Kimbra and to Cameron Kimbra because these three guys as musicians are very important to continue in that culture that you tried to preserve at the start. Absolutely. Right? And uh, they're very nice people, you know, they're very approachable and and I just wonder, how did you feel about meeting the artists, their fathers and grandfathers, you know, how did you feel about that? Well, it, it's always a thrill, you know, because whenever I make films like this, whether it's in the Delta or whether it's in southwest Louisiana or New Orleans or whether it's in Hawaii or Panama with Reuben Blades or, you know, all these places, I'm going into communities, into scenes that I'm not personally part of. I love them, but I'm not part of them. Yeah. And... I'm always so honored when I'm welcomed into those scenes. And I think, I think well, one of the things I always do is I always reach out to somebody who's sort of a pivotal person in the community and win that person over, and then that person introduces me around. And it, actually, with Deep Blues, we had a, had a number of people like that. And, you know, once one artist or promoter or producer whatever says you're okay they let the others know. yeah that's true and, yeah absolutely and and also i these people can tell when you're coming with respect when when they can see if you value what they do and and it doesn't hurt if you're paying them okay too and that's one of the things i've been proud of is there are filmmakers who go off and film musicians and then don't pay and I've always made it a point on every project to make make sure that um, the time is valuable. People got paid, and in fact, Eileen and I had uh, a little bit of a disagreement when when I heard what she was paying them. I mean, it was okay, but I said, "Couldn't we pay them a little more? Look at yeah. these houses; they they need more money." You know? Yeah, but 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 no, they were all very welcoming, and um, you know, a, a number of them certainly 
we got to be friends over time as I have with people like Sun Ra and Gil Scott Heron and Al Green and you know Zydeco artists and New Orleans rhythm and blues artists and jazz artists so Sonny, Sonny Rollins uh, and his late wife and I became close friends and just I don't know it seems like my main friends tend to be either my film crews or the musicians I end up filming yeah we all have we all share so many adventures in well it. I think I think um, I think you've definitely made a friend in me and Fiona because you've been very you've been very helpful and um, we were very grateful for the DVD early uh, we love it um, we loved watching the, the extra scenes you know, um, I mean, we invest quite a lot of our life into what we do, just as you do. You know, because in order to do it properly, I think you have to. I don't well, think. I've you... long said that there's a a real connection between independent filmmakers and independent musicians. Is you're both doing it out of love. You're both doing it knowing you're never going to make a lot of money doing it. If you can survive, you're laughing. It's a mission. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean. Honey, nothing like you used to do You don't hug me And you don't kiss me Like you used to do You don't hug me You don't kiss me Like you used to do Something's wrong, baby Something's wrong somewhere Now tell me, baby Little girl, what you got the matter with you? Tell me, baby. Little girl, what you got the matter with you? You don't do the thing. You don't do the thing you used to do. I wanna know. I wanna know. I got to know. I got to know. I wanna know. I wanna know. The word is out all over town. 
Is there anything in your career that would stand out more than anything else? Well, you, it's a cliche, but you know the thing about trying to get somebody to pick one of their kids over another one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A lot, yeah, it's no. a lot like that. I would. I mean, I love the Sun Ra film for certain things. I love New Orleans music and exile for other things. Um, I think if, and I certainly, I, I think Deep Blues is probably had the most sort of lasting effect with people of, of perhaps anything I've made. But uh, if I were to pick one film that probably most perfectly achieved what it is I try to do on an ongoing basis, it would be my Al Green film. So there you go, that was the gate. The ge- <laughs> I don't know what my... Who forgot... What do you forget? <laughs> you may be drinking rum here. I'm not drinking rum on a Friday afternoon. I know. Um, so I am. <laughs> that was um, <laughs> that was him. I could pick a, a favourite child. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, be fair with yours, it was a bit hard. No. Um, none. None. <laughs> none of my favourite, Mr. Nun. They're like, but Daddy, who's Nun? Is that mm. nobody? That's the point. <laughs> Like you, <laughs> we're not like that. But not I mean, at all. It's a, it is a dream. We are. We just. We just make up this hilarity for the sake of, sake of the followers. I'm like, <laughs> right. So up next we have got Cameron Kimbera. Yep, we do. And I'll tell you what. Like you were fangirling over him before I was. Although <laughs> we're on the same. <laughs> we're on the same. Although <laughs> it was my pal, like, and you've. Fangirled over him. I didn't so fangirl. So, so, so I don't know if you're cheating on me or not. I don't know. Put it, listen, comment on the post, guys, if you think Fiona's cheating because she fangirls over her partner's friend, then by all means, <laughs> tell me because I will dump that B. Right, <laughs> so, Cameron Kimbrough, <laughs> we will be back after this. Hey, folks, I'm Cam Kimbrough, and you're listening to Gaudy and the Gators Blues and New Show.
welcome back. Hiya. So, um, <laughs> I've got whiplash now because Ian realised I'm sitting in a swivel chair. Who's Ian? I'll kill him. Ay, ay, ay. So, we have got um, more. I can't, I'm not even going to, can you say that? What, say what? Mem- Memphis. I can't even read that. <laughs> Memphis sounds. Yay. Um, we've got, what is it? Look out for the wolf. I'm struggling to read more right now. <laughs> uh, but before all that, you had a wee chat with him. Yep. I just and sat he, there and looked. And there is, a wee, there is a wee blip. But I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to blip it out. Uh, so this was pretty cool. Yep. And uh, I can't remember what bit this is. <laughs> I've been stressing and you've been wiggling my chair about. Anyway, this is the gator catching up. I'm wiggling my chair, Cameron and Kimber, I'm sure they can all hear it. <laughs> Enjoy. Are you intending on um, keeping that genre, you know, that old school kind of hill country feeling alive? Man, most most definitely, most definitely. Uh, it took me until like my middle 20s, man, to really understand what I had been uh, born you know, a part of in, in the family. Um, because everybody everybody else, you know, it's like kind of starstruck, but, you know, you could get lost in that stuff. And I, I realized a long time ago when my uncle was telling me, uh, you know, nephew, you know, you know, it's important, you know, your grandfather, you know, he started this thing for us, you know, and it's important that we keep this music alive. You know, I was, a, I was like 10 years old when I was touring with Iggy Pop. I didn't even know who Iggy Pop was when I was yeah. 10, you know. And so uh, when I got older, I started researching and I found out, you know, who Iggy Pop was. And then Bono from U2 was talking about my granddaddy. And I was like, you know, this is important. You know what I mean? Aye, um, aye. And so I started reaching more inner towards myself, wanting to know more about me. I started researching more about my granddad, even though I hung around him, you know, I was still a kid. And so I just started digging into uh, these magazines and I ran into some books at the library that blew me away, you know, just like Barnes and Noble got my granddaddy in books. And I was like, yeah, 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 I, was, I was like, and so, yeah, man. And so uh, once I, once I started playing a guitar, I was like 24, 25 when I really had the blues, man, I had lost a job and lost my truck and everything. And, and so it really made me um, really dig down into blues and it, and, you know, I feel responsible for it now because it's not really a lot of it's really not really a lot of musicians kind of keeping that up you know what I mean that traditional sound that sound like standard right there Thank you. 
How cool was that? Yep, absolutely. And and I think also mm-hmm. that it's funny how I asked you, have you ever been in Wax Your Corners? And you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Wait now, wait now. We're back on. Wait now, wait now, wait now, wait now. Shush. What's it look like on the inside? Like a boat? Is that that one? I don't know. Is it in Glasgow? Yes. Maybe once. I haven't really been out in Glasgow, so I couldn't really say. I thought you were a band. <laughs> I thought my I thought my microphone was open. <laughs> oh dear. So, um, up next for you we have Kenny Brown and. <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us about tell us about Kenny Brown. <laughs> Just a minute, I compose myself. So he was um, <laughs> Ariel Burnside's sideman for a while. A long while. Mm. Um, Ariel Burnside showed him a lot of the. He's actually a Hill County master. And um, they actually. This is the horrendous thing about it. They actually struggled to get gigs because he was white and Ariel Burnside was black. Even though Ariel Burnside used to say, Well, he's my white son. And he's mm. my white guitar player, and there was mm. a massive problem for booking gigs and that. You know, that's that's horrendous, honestly. Uh, I mean, personally, um, I can't see the difference between skin colour and religion and whatever else. But that's you know. Aye, I mean that's it. But I don't know what I was watching. I've been watching so much recently, but I was watching something and um, somebody said, uh, "Do you think it's a problem having?" Um, you know different blacks and whites playing in the same band and he said shut your eyes when you listen to the music can you see any colours yeah. and that's it and that's the way it should be yeah but the thing is though you shouldn't have to shut your eyes oh. right, so I mean whoever that was like he's needing a slap because if he if he has to shut his eyes no he was telling the other person close your eyes can you see any colour anyway uh, this is Kenny Brown and uh, we will be back after this Hey, I'm Kenny Brown. You're listening to the Galty and the Gators Blues, a new show in Scotland.
Um, so that was Gary Burnside with Country Boy. Sure. That was a nice big smile. Um, so we've we're nearly finished. I know. This, I know. this has been the fastest. Sh- I know it's oh, they're all the same length, right? But it's been really, really quick. It feels like we've just started. Well, not all the same length. Pretty much. Are they? Are they? Oh. Pretty much. Someone come and save me. <laughs> no, that's your mind. Your mind's in the They are all. They're all. The same length. Oh, do you put that person in the same place all the time? Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> I feel like I've just realised this on air live. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Sorry. So yes, they're all the same length and that's... She doesn't mean to feel... Um, so, <laughs> we've <laughs> only got a couple of songs left. We have got another Junior Kimbra, um, Release Me, and then we have you chatting to Robert Kimbra Sr. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, I think I had li- I was trying to eat a sandwich, right? And I was trying to eat it for ears <laughs> o- <laughs> off the camera. And <laughs> ten bottles of wine later, here we go. <laughs> it wasn't anyway. So <laughs> I, I, I did not um, party. I have to be honest, though. I do. I do an awful lot of chit chat. I think it's nice for you to get a far a too much. And um, so we've got that, and then our song that we're playing out with, "Walking Blues" by Lonnie Pitchford. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The reason Lonnie Pitchford is important is, I, actually, the whole the whole Deep Blues film is important is because um, the the guys who actually made it happen. So, I mean, so first of all, if um, Robert Palmer hadn't wrote the book, it wouldn't have happened, right? Mm-hmm. That's a fact. If Robert Muggy hadn't directed it, it wouldn't have happened. But see, all the artists like your Jack Johnson and everybody else, they're all dead. All of them are dead. So I mean, like. 
Robert Muggy is literally the last one left. Mm. You know, and that's mm. pretty hard. That's pretty hard going, yeah. And to be the only one left in your project is horrendous. I think. I mean, I couldn't handle that. You know, so I think this is a good testament to what you tried to do. You know, and I think it's worked to a point because there's bands like um, Memphis of Towns and all these other guys. You know, I'm so in awe that you can just say that. Uh, I have to think about it first. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, and um, the whole thing's just you know been so worthwhile talking about. I think that's why it's went so fast. The music's brilliant. Um, you know, we had so many questions that we could have asked, but tried to <laughs> try to not. Ah, be. Actually, I tell you what, right, I'm <laughs> going to tell you something. This is a big secret. Right, so you need to put your phone down. Here. I'm trying to find us. Stop playing Cluedo. <laughs> Cluedo. <laughs> what? Why are you on Snapchat? Why are you on Tinder? What's it called? Is it Tinder? Is it Tinder, right? I've Tinder. never been on Tinder. No, you were, but you were deleted. <laughs> I have never. <laughs> I have never been on Tinder. I've been on Tinder, too. I'm probably still on it. Oh, right. for it's all coming out now. Uh-huh. Right, that's um, fine, that's fine. No, I was trying to find that notification for you. Right, okay, um, no, no, that's yeah. fine. So, what I was going to say mm-hmm. is... Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what happens when you stop your concentrating. I think I'd said about. I think it's because of the rum. You said stop drinking rum. Stop drinking rum. I love, <laughs> I love how you, it does a fantastic uh, pirate voice. Go to your voice. <laughs> uh, I'm just pretending to be in Seagull. I go out. Hey, I'm, I'm Charles Wayne. Uh, just be careful. Stop drinking rum. <laughs> Ian, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I saw he was doing a wee live thing on Facebook. Is it? Mm. No, I, it, it, it's been it. and gone and done and done. It. Oh, we right. missed it. Um, but yeah, so that's what we still have coming up. Aye, pretty Aye. cool. And then we're gone. We're done. We're on. Done. Done. And on to the next one. This has been a good one. Dan. Dan. That was. Did you like that? <laughs> mm. Dan. <sighs> no, but what I'll say is, oh, before we go, mm-hmm. this film Deep Blue is, is is very very important, right? Um, so you need to go and get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it's out. Um, I think it was. Oh, no, I don't ask. It got moved. It wasn't. It, it was supposed Aye. to be the 28th, but I think it got moved to like the 11th of February. I think. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's still available to get right now, fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Go and get it, um, have a look at it, you know, you'll enjoy it, you'll enjoy all the music, you'll enjoy the people in it, and you'll be able to connect, you know, with a lot of the, the stories involved, mm-hmm. and, uh, and even if you can, you'll realise where a lot of stuff you actually like comes from, it's a it's a massive learning curve and that, that is new to everybody in these times, I think. Aye, absolutely. You know, we feel like we're all cut off because of COVID, you know, but these guys have been cut off for ever. Mm. They have never known anything else other than that. So and and it's great, and it's I think it's important to you know always um, know where things come from and know the stories behind it, and this is a fantastic way of doing that. So Junior Kimbra and uh, a wee bit of chat from Robert Kimbra Senior and Walking Blues by Lonnie Pitchford, and that's us done. We might as well say goodbye. Here we go. See you later. So thanks for tuning in.
in my home alone Ain't no thing to live alone by yourself When you're in love with another Yeah. Uh-huh. 
do you think there's a there's a market for what you do in Britain and in Europe? I think so. I think there is personally. I think there is. But what do you think about it? Because it's your music, you know. Oh yeah, um, they love it over there. Europe and um, oh man, um, you know it's Prague, uh, Belgium. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Lucerne. I played the festival there. Brilliant. You know, so oh yeah, so um, they love that music. I woke up this morning, feel around for my shoe. And heard about that I got the old walking blues. I'm up this morning, feeling around for my shoe. Well, I'm heard about that I got these old walking blues. Well, I'm Feel like blowing mine. Well, lonesome home. Got this morning, little one. It was gone. I, I feel like blowing a lonesome home. Well, I got this morning. All I had was gone. Well, I. Even in the morning, if I have to, oh, ride the blind, feel mistreated, and I don't mind dying. Even in the morning, if I have to ride the blind, well, I feel mistreated. Hey, man, I don't mind dying. Well, I'm urging movement from my head down. Two toes breaking on the dollar most in where she goes. Yeah, just moving from her head down to a toe. Lord have mercy. Well, I'm breaking on the dollar most in where she